0: This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, beauties. Uh, I wish I was one of those people who had a little tag for their listeners, like a little name, a little nickname, but I'm all over the map. I just called you beauties. I've also called you soul tribe, spirit talkers, love that one, lovely souls, today's beauties. I went with it sounds fun. (laughs) Maybe I'll land on something someday. Who the heck knows? Thank you for joining me on Spirit Talk today. I have threatened you with a different episode (laughs) twice now. Cards and Pendulums is coming, but it isn't today. I'm not going to say when anymore because (laughs) I hate this. I hate saying it's coming and then like today I had to squeak one in that isn't this because I had to postpone it. I really wanted to do that episode, but I found myself really stuck. I don't know what it was. I was just stuck. I I wasn't inspired, even though I love the topic and I I do have good ideas to to talk about. But I realized, oh, I need to banter about this. I need to talk about this with friends. So I'm going to have two of my personal friends on. They're not It's not like going to be a sit down formal thing. It's my my actual friends that I see at least a couple times a month. And we often pull cards for each other. In fact, pretty much every single time we see each other, we do. So I asked them, please, will you sit down with me and talk for the podcast? And we're just going to chat. And they agreed. And the day came and we had to shift plans because one of them has an illness going on in her family. Um, And she has had to put her energy to that. Her stepdad has cancer. So we had to push that to another day. It's going to come. I'm just really excited to talk to my friends and try something new where you're kind of a fly on the wall with us just chatting. And that'll be a little bit of a different format, which I'm excited to try. It'll be fun. Um, I'm feeling really silly today. It's Sagittarius season. My favorite season because I'm biased. I have my sun and two planets in Sagittarius, which means I am a Sagittarius. When when somebody says their sun sign, if you say you're a Pisces, that means the sun was in Pisces, was aligned with Pisces uh, constellation when you were born. So I have my sun and two planets in Sagittarius. December is my birth month. I am ready to be here recording. It's one of the things that lights me up. I'm here for it. And just feeling a little silly. Lots of lots of things going on in my life. And um, yeah, man, 2023 is going to be the shiz. Today, I'm going to share six or seven things that I hear from Spirit on the regular. I, I, I'm excited to share this. Um, but first, I just want to share a, a wee little story It happened to me yesterday. I thought this might give some good food for thought to you, to me, just sharing it might make me think about it in a different way. I don't know. It certainly has (laughs) been in my mind ever since. I mean, it was just yesterday, but I really wonder if there are any of you listeners out there who relate or who, who have had something like this happen. So please reach out. Let me know. I really want to hear, hear about it. I really do tell me about it. Maybe I'll share it on the show, go on the Facebook group and, and do it on a post or shoot me a message on Instagram or an email, whatever. Okay. Here it is. My youngest son who is six, almost seven, he needed a filling done. I uh, had a cavity. Okay. Let me be real, real and fully honest. He, he needed four fillings done. Yikes. Poor kid. Seeing uh, that, you know, it was an extensive amount of work, he was booked in for conscious sedation. You know, he's only six and that's some needles in the mouth and they like to just not traumatize them and and put them out. That's how this dentist does it anyways. A pediatric dentist, excuse me, and the dentist called it sleepy juice, (laughs) which is a small cup of liquid. It's a drug that it puts him into kind of a nap, kind of like a twilight sleep, so they can work on his teeth. So he and I, we went there in the morning. He has to be totally fasted, no water, no food, because the sleepy juice can affect their tummies, but he was okay. So we're in a little TV room where he drank the liquid, and slowly he got more tired. Then after about 45 minutes, the doctor came in and brought him into the procedure room while I waited in the area up front, and you know, being he's my baby in the chair, being worked on by strangers, all while under the influence of a drug, I was not feeling super awesome. I was a little wah, wah. I, I knew he'd be fine, but you know, I felt a little uneasy, naturally. After a while, the dentist came in, or a, a dental assistant came in to get me um, and bring me back to the little TV room where he had been sitting with the dentist. So I sat down beside him. This room is like the size of a large desk. It's really tiny. Um, So I'm sitting there like inches away from the dentist and she's explaining things to me, talking to me about the procedure and and what to expect in the next couple hours as he's coming off this juice. (laughs) And as she was talking, I reached over and stroked my son's back, you know, to comfort him and maybe to comfort myself. He looked pretty haggard and he definitely looked under the influence. And I stroked his back. And just then I got hit with like a woozy, really strange feeling. I felt like I might pass out. It was so so strange. I was discombobulated. The dentist was still talking. She had she had no idea this was going on. All all of this happened really quickly in a matter of a second. I was like, "Oh, God, I better not faint. I took my hand off my son to kind of gather myself and, and hope I wouldn't pass out right in front of this dentist. And I was back to normal. I was totally back to normal. What the heck? And so she says, yeah, you guys can go. And I was walking him out of the dental office. I thought, holy crap. Was that from touching him? Was that from touching him? That's what was going on in my mind. Because, like, what was that, like, five-second little transportation to, like, I felt extremely, I don't know, drunk or something. So, I got out of the office. Like, I had to handle some stuff at the front desk and and book him in another appointment for cleaning. And I got him to the car. I said in my mind, if that dizziness when I touched him was me feeling what he was feeling, please let it happen again. So I stroked his back like I did in the office and I got it again. This time, not to the same extent, but I did feel intoxicated, dizzy, and it went away when I took my hand off his back. How amazing! I've never quite experienced anything like this Uh, Not with a living person. I have Got this very strongly from spirit before but I asked for that to be dialed down But not with a living person and not to this extent It's something that I wouldn't hope for when in the middle of talking to a dentist feeling like i'm about to pass out I I wouldn't wish that on another person, but I still think it's amazing and I would like to try to work with this intentionally, especially when working with people's energy and Reiki sessions. I do think that it's much, much stronger potentially, or it was incredibly strong because it's my son. You know, I'm very, very bonded to him. But yeah, it wouldn't shock me if I could start to kind of train this ability within myself. And I'm excited to kind of play around with this and practice with this. Um, on the way home, my son did tell me cool stuff about seeing colors. And <laughs> he swear he swore he wasn't sleeping, but he, he definitely was sleeping at some point because the dentist said he was snoring away. But he was seeing colors and, and fractals and stuff. He described it. It was really, really cool. And he did say he was dizzy. So yeah, I was... I was getting a little taste of what he was going through. was Really, really cool because of the touch aspect of it. It's almost like more quantifiable, more, more evidence because when I took my hand off, it went away. It was really, really cool. So please let me know, have you ever touched someone and physically felt what they're feeling? Physically. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, moving on. I've done readings for years now. I've heard a few things over and over and over again and I want to share a few of these repeated sentiments with you listeners as I have been encouraged to by my spirit guide he you know he's like share this it'd be it'd be helpful for people. So I put together a few of these things that I do hear from various sources, guides, departed loved ones and higher selves. Let's get into it. Guides this is the the thing that I hear a lot from guides. Okay, so this is the guide telling the sitter. We are communicating more than they realize. It takes two. If they set the intention to get our message and get still enough, they will receive our messages and we want to hear from them. So this, this has come in time and time again from many, many guides in various different ways. Remember, guides have personalities. They aren't just a robotic type entity. Each guide is unique. And I tell you what, getting messages from people's guides, it's incredible. I love guide energy. Love, love, love. It's different than spirits who aren't guides. It's different from angels or ascended masters. So They do have this distinct thing going on where I can tell usually, oh, this is a guide. But they're all unique and much like humans. Some are hilarious. Some are loud and boisterous. Some are wise. Some are on the quiet side. Well, they're all wise, but you know, that kind of stoicness, stoicism, I think is the word. I don't think stoicness is a word. Okay, you know what I'm trying to say. They're all unique. And when a guide comes in with a message like this, and I'm sharing it here because it is so common for me to hear this, oh, they're thrilled. They're thrilled that I've said this to their person. They're excited at the prospect of potentially communicating more with their human. And how I worded it here. If they get still enough, they will receive our message. I kind of, I want to unpack that a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to be meditating or literally still in your body in order to connect with your guide. What it does mean is to have space in your mind. If your mind is buzzing and filled with thoughts, there's no room there to let the guide in. You know, stillness in the mind. Not to say that you can't think at all, that's almost impossible, but being in the present moment is where you'll communicate best with a guide. So, allowing space around your thoughts that allows room for the messages to come in. And I will say that regular meditation is a good way at achieving this spaciness, but it's not completely necessary to sit in meditation to sit in meditation on a regular basis. I say that especially because some people are meditating frequently without really intentionally sitting down to meditate. Oftentimes people will say, oh, I, I don't meditate, but they actually do. Some people go to the gym and time flies and their mind wasn't racing with thoughts. They were focused on their workout. And you know what, that is meditation. Or when they're cooking or cleaning or walking their dog or going for a run, or playing an instrument, you get the idea. My point is I've heard from guides more times than I can count that their person (laughs) really wants to hear from them, but they're radio silenced. The the sitter, the person, the human person is like radio silenced. And it's like they're expecting their guide to be in full communication, yet they aren't familiar with their guide's energy, their tone, their personality. They really want to get it across that this whole thing goes way better if you treat it like talking to a friend, You wouldn't want the friend to be the only one communicating, right? You'd want to ask questions. You'd want to tell your own stories. You'd want to pour your heart out to your friend. That's what good friendship is like. That's the same thing as what a lot of guides are craving more of. (sighs) I hope I put that well enough (laughs) that I wasn't just rambling, But yeah, get conversations started around that if you want in the Facebook group. Okay, here's another one. This one's from loved ones. So loved ones also talk about communication with us. And I've done many readings where grandma or dad or best friend in spirit tell me they send signs that are being missed. And in no way do they say this because they want you to feel bad. The the way that I see it is it's their way of kind of encouraging you, the sitter, to develop your intuition and not second guess the psychic skills that you have. So they'll show me a person seeing a sign and kind of logically explaining it away even though they thought of their grandma when they saw the forget-me-not that is the sign that grandma's bringing. They're like, oh no, it couldn't be, it couldn't be. You know, they, they try to explain it away or logic themselves out of it. And, you know, spirit wants us to know. We are psychic. We are, we are perceiving them. And we are able to get these signs. And they often want me to... To express to the sitter that they can feel the spirit's presence anytime they want. And sure, sometimes it might be tough to feel them based on whatever we're going through in life, but it's possible to call on them and feel them, our loved ones. Oh my goodness, as I as I say this, I'm hearing from my grandma. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling silly today and I'm okay with letting this all out here. I'm hearing from my grandma. <laughs> she loves to help out with this stuff. She's often with me, like, like as a liaison for spirit, and she's singing me a song. She used to sing me on the phone, and she wants me to share it. I just called to say I love you. I think it's Stevie Wonder. I just called to say how much I care. That's she used to sing that to me all the time, and. It's like, yeah, spirits dropping in all the time, but also you can call on them. You can call on them and feel their energy. I promise you it works. And just talking about it kind of called my grandma to hear and she's singing that song. God, I love you. I love you, grandma. Okay. So they want you to know that they're sending signs. <laughs> they're sending more signs than you see a lot of the times. Another one from loved ones that I hear. They aren't mad. They are not mad. They are not angry at, at you for missing their death or for the last words that you said to them or for not going to the funeral. They aren't. They just aren't angry. I can't stress that enough. They love you. Even the mean ones. <laughs> Especially the mean ones, actually. I've heard from spirit who have been quite nasty in life, but their energy isn't that way when I read them. And they have to show me that they were nasty in life. And they show me this as a way of explaining to the human, the person in front of me, that they've healed or are really healing And they have overcome those shadowy parts of their life or that part of their personality that they showed or, you know, that nastiness that they had in life. And and they've done a lot of learning and they certainly are not angry with anybody. And I've picked up on spirits who have had a little bit of like self-deprecation still as they were kind of still healing from the lifetime of being a jerk <laughs> and and they have this sort of mm, shame isn't really the right word but just a touch of deprecation that i think comes from having done a life review and seeing it all right in front of them their low feelings aren't at anybody else but themselves. And it's only temporary because eventually those souls have compassion for themselves as well. Um, Yeah. So when I do get a spirit who is, um, who was a jerk in life or quite rude or hard to deal with, or not the best person, um, they aren't like that in their soul self. They really aren't. And no spirit, whether they were a jerk in life or not, is angry with their loved ones. They're not mad. They're not angry. And I I think I bring up the, the people who were a bit rude or intolerable in life. Because I'm not sure why anybody would think their sweet, sweet, beautiful grandmother is mad at you or angry with you. You know, they're not, she isn't, of course she isn't, she wouldn't have been in life. Why would she be in death? You know, she's not angry that you didn't make it there or that you said something nasty or, or anything like that. And neither are the jerky ones. So that is something that comes through often. They aren't angry and it comes through if the, the sitter feels a sense of guilt or something like that. So, no, they aren't angry. They do not hold a grudge on you. I promise you, I promise you that. Okay, and here's another one from loved ones. They understand that grief is difficult, but they really don't want to see their people on Earth, on the Earth plane, depressed about their death. I can't tell you how many loved ones have told me, I'm still here, I am not gone. I still exist. And they say that because they've seen their loved ones be weighed down with sadness and grief. And what they really want is for for their people to live their best life. They often say things like, celebrate the good things, live life to its fullest, you will see me again. And that kind of thing. They don't want to be someone's reason to be stuck in the pits, in the dumps. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. That's that's kind of a big one. And it's, it's kind of not fair of me to just sum that up into one paragraph. But <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, because the last one, um, maybe one or two, come from higher self. So these are all things that can come up in a reading, higher self, loved ones, guides. I love it all. And I really do love higher self messages. Yeah, they're, they're, they're cool. And what higher self says a lot of the time is spend more time doing things you love. You won't be happy in your heart if you aren't in joy sometimes. You need your heart to sing sometimes. Doing things that light you up is really a sure way of becoming more aligned with the higher self. And so if something brings you joy, do more of it. That's pretty self-explanatory. That message in, in so many words comes through all the time. And another thing from higher self, get to know yourself. Who are you? know who you are and don't compromise that. Be in constant learning of yourself too, because we're always growing and evolving, especially as we heal. And talking of healing, that's one more I hear from a lot of people, people's higher self, heal the wounds. Yes, you have wounds. (laughs) Nobody doesn't. Um, maybe there's like, a handful on the planet who don't heal them or at least start to work on healing them. They might never, they might never be fully healed, but heal them, start to work to, to heal them. Pretending you aren't wounded or have some kind of wound that's bypassing. And that is a disservice to yourself. I'm going to talk a lot about bypassing in a, in an upcoming episode to be in the best alignment To be the most aligned with your higher self, it often, almost always, takes shedding, shedding of baggage, you know, shedding of the old wounds, transmuting past traumas and moving on from the past. That comes through from higher selves very, very often. Very often. Comes from my own higher self to me all the time as well. Um, And that's the thing about doing spiritual work, doing mediumship and, and psychic work with other people is a lot of the times the things that come through are things that we, the reader, are working on as well. And that's just how it works. And also the things that come through to me are of interest to me. I've said this before. Um, so if you are wanting to work more with spirit and develop your psychic mediumship abilities and you're practicing on on people or heck maybe you're already getting paid to do it dive into yourself and evaluate from time to time what are my interests what can I pick up from spirit for me some examples are flowers I get flowers with meanings attached to them Uh, geography I really like geography is just one of the things that interests me so i will get um oh grandma was from scotland or or things like that and it's not just mediumship it's for past it's for reading past lives it's for reading guides it's for reading higher self i pick up on the things that are are interesting to me and that's how it works for pretty much everybody plants uh, oh i said that <laughs> flowers plants how can you tell i love plants um hands like of all things, hands, a lot of times spirit will show me their hands. Um, hobbies that are outdoors, like fishing, hunting, hiking. Uh, when there's like a really witchy energy in a, in a departed loved one or a guide, I can pick that up because it's of interest to me. It's something I'm aligned with. So yeah, just write write down a few things. That you are of interest or that you are interested in and notice, ooh, okay, spirit, try to communicate with me in these ways. Oh, another one of mine is numbers. Another one would be music, songs. I just shared a song. My, my grandma communicates to me in songs a lot. And so do other spirits whom I don't know. So yeah, your interests are there for a reason your soul wants you to follow them, but also spirit can communicate to us through our interests. Okay, that is it for today, friends. If you feel so inclined, please join the Facebook group, Spirit Talk Soul Tribe. Follow me on Instagram. Leave a rating and review for this podcast. I love you. I appreciate you. And until we meet again, friends.